Section 8 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 15, February 10, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 15, February 10, 1880. Aunt Suki's First Sleigh Ride Oh, Nan, look how the snow comes down. I thought it would never snow at all this winter. Just look at it. Now that's what I call tip-top, said Tom Chandler, gazing at the fast-whitening landscape and drumming a cheerful tattoo on the window panes with his fingers. For some time the children stood in silence, watching the snowflakes as they whirled and danced and floated, like so many feathers, only to fall and pile up and cover the brown earth and the bare branches as with a lovely mantle of swan's down. Suddenly a thought seemed to have entered Tom's curly head, and he broke the silence with an air of profound mystery, saying, I say, Nan, can you keep a secret? Well, look square in my face and say, Upon my word and sacred honor, I'll never, never, never tell anybody what Tom's going to tell me. There, do you think you could keep it? It's the awfulest, jolliest thing you ever heard of. Why, Tom, returned Nan with dignity, did I ever tell anybody anything that is a secret when you told me not to? Now do tell me this one. Let me see, now, haven't you told lots of my secrets, madam? Who went and told Pa about my painting? The white gobbler's feathers black, hey? Who told about my putting the mouse into Aunt Suki's soup? Who told about my tying the clothesline across the grass last summer? Who told about my... That's real mean, you know. I couldn't help it. Ma was so vexed. You can keep your old secret. I won't listen to it. There. Seeing there was danger of one of Nan's showers, as Tom called her sudden tears, the young gentleman, lowering his voice, said soothingly, Never mind, old girl. Just say, Pawn honor once more and that you will never tell if you are shot for it, and I'll tell you what it is. That's what I call a solemn promise, exclaimed Tom, as Nanny concluded the prescribed speech. Well, here goes. Just what was said in Nan's ear we may never know, but that it was pleasing to both parties may be judged by what followed. The moment the grand secret became the property of two, there was such a clapping of hands and whooping and laughing, such a dancing up and down the room as made the boards tremble, and brought old Aunt Susan from her realms in the kitchen to the dining-room door. Rest de lore, chillin, what does yer mean, cuttin' up like dat? Yous'll brand de roof down, ain't no mistake. Stop dat noise. I guess yees disremember dere's company, in de spare room yonder, gettin' ready fo' tea. Now, you never mind the company, Aunt Suki. Nan and I are only practicing a war jig. We've got to dance for Miss Elmira tonight. Drat your war jigs and have like spectable chillin. Ring de tea bell and make yourselves useful. You's got younger bones dan dis old Susan. Tank de lore. Remember, said Tom with a warning gesture to Nan, for he heard footsteps coming. 
the next morning after breakfast tom walked into the kitchen where aunt suki was putting the finishing touches to a dozen or more pies for it was baking day look here aunt susan exclaimed the youngster i've heard you say how much you would like to see mars lincoln haven't i well you've never had a sleigh ride since you came north have you and i was just thinking last night that i'd take you for one when nan and i go to school this morning there it won't take more than a few minutes get your hood and shawl and come along it's only beyond deacon johnson's marse lincoln would like to see you first rate oh breast de lor honey who told you dat has old auntie lived to lay her eyes on de savior of her people used to done wait for old susan and she'll be with you in a jiffy hurry up jocko's waiting screamed tom as the old lady bustled off to get her fixins but tom what'll ma say and she's got company too asked nan uneasily why it's all the better for our fun she'll have someone to help her miss almira can turn to and do up the pies and things she'll make herself useful as well as ornamental the war of the great rebellion was nearly over and the old woman like many of her people had made her way north and this was her first winter so tom and nan expected great sport over her new experience a sleigh ride with considerable trouble for auntie was stout and unwieldy and the little cutter was narrow and high she was at last bundled in nan and tom followed to the infinite satisfaction of jocko the pony which was pawing the snow and jingling his bells impatiently when the robes were all tucked in tom gave the word and away they rushed down the lane into the road speeding on they turned a curve so sharply that aunt suki was wild with alarm her eyes rolled and her teeth glistened from ear to ear as with mouth distended she screamed oh marse tommy for de lord's sake holin dat beast i's done gone and been a fool to trust my mutton to a hoss like dat oh marse tommy massa tommy y'all's be de death of old aunt susan oh de for lord's sakes stop him hooray jocko go it old boy was tommy's laughing response oppress us and save us missy nanny be a good child and make marse tom stop dat yer beast or we'll be upsalt and break every bone in our bodies don't mind auntie jocko knows every step of the way and we won't let you get hurt cried nan with a patronizing air oh lord have de mussy on a poor old nigger and bring her safely to her journey's end for mussy dees chillin have none ejaculated aunt susan as another sharp curve was so rapidly turned that the very trees and fences seemed rushing madly away in opposite direction in less than twenty minutes and the minutes seemed ages to affrighted susan jocko with a snort and an extra jingle of his bells stood stock still in front of the schoolhouse a score of eyes peeped from the window says tom alighting with mock ceremony handed out nan and aunt susan exclaiming ladies we shall soon be in the presence of mars lincoln oh tank de lord dere's no bones broken and we's really gwine to see de blessed mars lincoln arter all there now nan take aunt susan up on the stoop till i blanket jocko and i put him in the shed now missy nan whispered aunt susan when they found themselves alone on the piazza does i look spectable not to see de president you look awful nice auntie replied nanny turning away her head to conceal her laughter ah here comes tom now aunt susan exclaimed that youngster when i introduce you say this 
I hope I find your excellency well, and all the people of color in the south send you greeting. Well, now, what a genius dat child is, to be sure, muttered Susan, walking behind Tom and Nanny. Mr. Lincoln, exclaimed Tom, advancing toward that gentleman with a merry twinkle in his roguish eyes. Allow me to present to you a new pupil, Aunt Susan Whittingham. She's come all the way from Louisiana to see you. Oppressed de lor dat have given dis old woman de privilege of laying her eyes on de gloriousness of de man who have staved all her people, and has struck and off de chains what held them fast, and made them free forever and forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Oh, bless me, I's done gone and make a mistake arter all. Oh, your presidency, no, your elegancy. I hopes I find you well. All de people of color in de south send you, send you greeting. Aunt Susan, I'm very sorry, but that little rascal Tom has been deceiving you all the time. I'm not the Mars Lincoln you take me for. I'm sorry to tell you, for I'm only plain James Lincoln, schoolmaster of the district. Tom, I say, how did you dare to treat Aunt Susan and myself in this way? I have a mind to punish you. Oh, de Lord, forgive Mars Tommy, dat he full a spectable old body like me. And de Lord save me. All my pies and tings go into construction, and de missus all alone to him wid company. It's too much. It's too much for sure. Come, Auntie, cried Tom, soothingly, for he was beginning to be afraid himself. We'll drive home ever so slow. Come, now, forgive us, and don't get us a whipping. I's most ready to forgive yous now, but just yous disremember how de chillin' in de Bible were eaten up along o' de bars for sayin' go up old ballhead and don't you nibber nibber again fool old, old aunt susan amira had turned too as tom predicted and was helping his mother with the dinner when the lady exclaimed this is another of that boy's tricks but boys are boys and there's no help for it i hope aunt susan's enjoying the ride everything was in apple pie order when the party returned apparently in fine spirits Tom thought it might queer that nothing was said about his escapade, and dying to tell it, he felt his way cautiously for an opportunity, and it came. In the evening, when the family were discussing nuts and cider around the glowing fire, he related the morning's adventure with such gay good humor that Pa and Ma Chandler and Augustus and Almira made the walls ring again with their laughter, bringing old Aunt Susan to the sitting-room door, where, poking her head in, she had courage to say, Pears to me yous folks is having great sport over Aunt Susan's first sleigh ride. End of section eight.